There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of us the corner. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, coming at you uh, still reeling from Friday's 5-0 loss. Oh, wait, I'm getting something here. That was a 5-0 win, an incredible performance by your San Diego Loyal um, to help us uh, go through all this and hit all of the uh, supporter group uh, things that you need to know going into a bye week is our producer, John Cross. John, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm uh, still still recovering from COVID. Probably about 50%. So we're going to see how this goes tonight. Well, uh, it's good to have you, you back on the show. We've certainly uh, missed you last week. Um, but yeah, uh, man, uh, it's been so long since we've been able to confidently, uh, have good feelings about this team. Uh, we struggled through the last couple months, not getting the results we wanted, getting a lot of draws, losing, uh, not fun. And, uh, yeah, now we've got, uh, two wins in a row. Um, the two last shutouts. one, two shutouts. Yes, and uh, the last one, very impressive on the road in the altitude of Colorado Springs. Um, how do you feel after that match? Uh, pleased, of course. I mean, it was the first time that it felt like we were firing on all cylinders. Like all the things that we thought we were capable of doing, we finally did. We put away our chances because... I think there's been times even in the games we've lost where we've had opportunities, but we we didn't put away any of our chances or that last pass in the final third just didn't connect. And in this game, like, I, we couldn't do anything wrong at all. I mean, it was it was an impressive performance against a good team that was, you know, hadn't allowed a goal in multiple games coming into this match. So Colorado Springs is is a strong team, and we just, I, they they didn't play as well as they've played in the past, and that clearly contributed. But we were on fire, and and frankly, Adrian Perez, I I, I like to get Dylan in here to to talk about some of this. I don't want to go too deep, but you know I think we all feel he got robbed of uh, Player of the Week this week for his performance. Uh, just a great injustice oversight by the league. Um, anybody who watched that match, uh, you could not come away from that thinking anything other than this guy is the reason we won. Um, and I, I, I'll go to I'll go to the mat with anybody over that. Um, even uh, he was not the uh, main goal scorer. He did have one goal, the the opening goal, but just about everything that we did well every attack that worked um started with him uh he kind of uh filled in that nick moon role right where he kind of uh, is able to bring the ball into the attacking third and uh make something happen uh be that uh i know he took a lot of questionable uh chances in that pittsburgh game um but i think i said at the time like hey man at least somebody is taking these shots Somebody is is trying to put the ball in the net, uh, even if it's sailing well above it. Um, and I'm so happy to see him kind of carrying on with that mindset and really being aggressive and really uh, forcing the action. And you can see uh, when things work, like that kind of mindset and that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of play uh, really yields great results. Uh, the opening goal, maybe a little bit of a goalie error, but that counts all the same. Um, he'd had uh, one assist. I believe he had another 
it wasn't an assist. It was definitely a goal involvement. Um, gosh, I don't know. I did. I didn't watch closely, but I, I feel like he was involved with every goal we scored. Uh, two assists, one goal. Uh, however, that performance not enough to get Player of the Week. His team of the week, of course. But uh, Player of the Week went to a Tulsa player who had a brace, a couple of uh, of uh, tap-in shots, um, one header, and then the, the game-winning uh, gimme goal. But uh, that was good enough for the league, who apparently uh, were not watching Friday's match. Uh, I really can't. Uh, you know, it was just a, a, a whistle-to-whistle performance from Adrian Perez, and um, I... I can't say enough about uh, what his play on Friday did for this team. Yeah. I, I think we should bring in Dylan and get his thoughts about it as well. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun game. And as to Andrew's point, um, it's that clear East coast bias showing again um, where it's, well, not that Tulsa's the East coast, but um, I digress. It's that clear anti West coast bias where they're just ignoring us out here, but that's okay. Let them, let them sleep on San Diego loyal. Uh, yeah. Perez had a great game. Um, I love the confidence. It's good to see. Uh, it's good to see somebody just trying something like Andrew said, I think, um, you know, you can sit there and talk all the, the detailed like nuances of, the tactical setup all you want, but sometimes you just need somebody who's going to go out there and fucking do it. Pardon my language. Um, and it, it, Adrian Perez was that guy on Friday. So um, yeah, shame on the USL championship for uh, sleeping on that one. Um, sure. Goodrum had a couple goals, but whatever tap in an extra time. Who cares? And they already gave him um, yeah, player of the week yeah. earlier in the month. They said it in their own tweet. Like, what are you doing? They just There's feel bad because he, league. he hated his own team when he was in Memphis and now he's in Tulsa. So I don't, they just feel bad for him, I guess. Well, you know, I, I, I don't want to uh, discount the, the other performances we saw, obviously Blake bodily having a brace on not only a brace, but a brace of headers um the i think it was the second one was really nice uh just uh kind of um the kind of prolific and successful attack that we really haven't seen in gosh long time well we haven't seen all the pieces connect i mean we've seen people make good runs but then the cross wasn't there and we've seen good crosses but you know maybe to nobody because nobody was making a run um like I said at the beginning, we just connected all the way around. It was a perfect cross. Bodily made some great runs into the box to get himself open for those headers. And um, I don't know, Corona did one of the crosses. I don't remember mm-hmm. if he did. I think it was both the first one. Yeah, but I mean, they were well placed crosses, good runs, great passing. I mean, it was that's the kind of game I, we've been talking all season. We want to see one of those where we just connect and just kind of blow out a team because we know we have that capability. And this was this was the time and great to do it at the end of the road trip and really hopefully set us up well for this homestand coming up. Yeah, I don't want to um I don't want to leave off the other side of the ball because uh like uh like was mentioned earlier, this was the second consecutive clean sheet. Um, and, you know, it's not like Coca Vegas was uh, bored back there. He did have to m- move around and, and make some saves, and, and, and he did. And he really has been the last couple of weeks um, playing as well as he has had all, has all year. Yeah, I think we um... – I think we mentioned probably last week when we were talking about the Hartford game, like it was great to get that clean sheet, but um, we definitely conceded a lot of chances that I think a better team might convert. Um, And it it was absolutely not as bad against Colorado Springs, but I think even against 10 men, there were times uh, where you found yourself like, whoa, hold up. Let's not let this get away from us. Um, All in all though, I really appreciated the way we really went for it uh, after we went up a man and we're 2-0 up. I know that was the opposite of what we did in Indy, and I know I think we were all, as fans, pretty universally frustrated by that. Um, so it was really nice to see us take the initiative, go on the front foot, and then uh, make this a fun day out, really. So what does this mean um, for the team going forward, Dylan? Um, I think they are still 
uh, pretty much mid-table. This hasn't significantly really uh, affected our, our standing. I think maybe it got us into a a home playoff berth if the standings were to hold. Um, but how do we capture this momentum and, and keep it going through, through the uh, end of the year? Well, I think it's imp- it's always important to keep perspective, right? Um, I know that it's been a tough run for Loyal, um, and you know, frustratingly so. This is the third year in a row we've seen this kind of summer lull while we have a long away stretch. Um, but I think that if you had told me we would go seven games without winning, and then we would be going into match day nineteen fourth only like i think it's five or six points off the top and only like three or four points off second um i think we've done an okay job weathering the storm and a little bit of that has been results around us uh sacramento has started to drop some points san antonio isn't the juggernaut they could be um colorado springs we just went and showed them the business so i think that the west is a little more open than we maybe thought it was at first, just because it's the USL, right? These aren't perfect players. Everybody's going to go through a rough patch. So that said, I think despite the rough time we've had and the frustration we've all experienced, we're coming into five straight home games against teams we can beat. Uh, So I, I think that it's, you know, while you don't want to get ahead of yourself, I think we have by our own volition or just by the results around us found ourselves in a position where we actually are poised to make a good run here. Um, and it could yield us good results come the end of the season. So we need to really capitalize on this long home stretch. Um, so I know that was a kind of a roundabout answer to your question, but I think um, the biggest thing that that win set up for us is that it gives us this stage of a five game home stretch to really like get the momentum going for the end of the season. So one thing that we've talked about a lot is uh, the kind of looking for the lineup, right? Like experimenting with different starters, different players coming off the bench. Like what's the rotation? What's the right, uh, what's the right combination that's going to unlock this attack? Are we finally seeing that? I mean, I, it's hard to say, right? I think um, every game's different. And especially in the modern game, um, coaches will be making even the most minute changes from game to game to adjust for the opponents that they're playing. And I I know that Nate does that too, because I can see that it's different from game to game sometimes. Um, That said, I do think that we're starting to find a little bit of a tune maybe in offense. Um, Conway, I have been singing his praises all season even when he's not necessarily scoring goals. I think he's just such a well-rounded player. Uh, but Toomey, despite a slow start, has finally started to find some rhythm. And I think that's because we've been doing a good job in the last two games of finding him in spacious positions. Um, he's best when he has room to do his Toomey thing, like do his flair, have some fun on the ball. So yeah, I don't know that this is like the final evolution of our team or the offense or what have you, but... Um, I definitely think we maybe have stumbled onto something here, and I, I, I'm, I'm keen to see what we can do now with this long home stretch. So, John, um, I, I don't know if you have the, the schedule in front of you. I know we have a, a bye week. Um, what is our next regular season uh, USL championship match? Our next match is against Colorado Springs again, and that would be a week from Sunday. So three days right? Three days, four days after we play Dortmund? When do we play Dortmund? Next Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, who's, who's Dortmund? Thursday. I've never heard of that team. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we play Colorado Springs basically back-to-back. Now, they have a match in between, which as they mentioned this on the broadcast, their player who got their red card will be available for the game against us because he will serve his one-game suspension this Okay, week. so I actually wanted to ask about that. I was wondering about it today because I was actually watching the highlights back in preparation for this. Um, straight red cards can be more than a one-game suspension, especially if the red card is given for violent conduct, which looking back at what it was, I mean, it was an elbow. So 
is he just going to be suspended for one game? Like, I'm genuinely asking. I'm not trying to, like, I haven't seen up anything from the league. Um, they right. haven't announced uh, uh, any significant uh, suspension beyond no. the standard red card. I'm surprised by that if it is just one game, if I'm honest with you. Right. And I, I don't know if it'll, I have not seen anything from the league as well. Maybe something will come down later, but I feel like that is something by now we probably would have heard or if something um, different than a one game suspension was going to happen. So I hope he does likely, play. I hope he it, does it, play. I'm just, come on. Get him sent I'm, off again. Come on. <laughs> come on. We'll, we'll take your best shot in Torero. We already know so. what we can, we can dismantle your, your back line. So, you know, bring it, bring him, bring, 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 what's his name back? The, the guy that played last year, bring him back. We'll take them all on. Feeling very confident yeah. now. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to feel confident when you win five zero. And again, <laughs> they should feel confident. I think we played well, but it's, you know, even in this league, even against a team that might, which Colorado Springs is not, but even a team that might be sitting lower on the table, it's hard to beat a team twice in a season. So, and I think the loyal will know that, but we'll be at home and it'll be our first home match back in Torero. I think the crowd is going to be ready. I, I think this is, I, I hope it is a, a chance for us to, um, probably not a five zero, but still have a dominant performance again and really kick off this this homestand. I, I think the players and, and the fans certainly are going to be ready for, for this match. Yeah. So I between... Too... Oh, oh, go sorry, ahead, I just... oh, sorry. I, I just wanted to say, too, that I think while a 5-0 win on the road is always fantastic, it is worth remembering, too, that we scored two goals in the first 10 minutes. The first one was definitely a goalkeeper error. The second one you could probably call a goalkeeper error. So I'm not trying to take anything away from Loyal. But I will say... Sounds that, like you are, man. You just yeah, well, maybe a little bit. But two goals in the first 10 minutes changes the fabric of a game. Especially when the other team's best goal scorer gets frustrated and goes and elbows somebody and gets himself sent off. So I'm just saying, yes, we won 5 nothing, but Loyal need to be aware that that was a bit of an anomaly scoreline and they cannot rest on their laurels going into this game. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, well, between uh, these two Colorado Springs games, we do have a couple of uh, soccer adjacent soccer events in San Diego at the uh, the Snapdragon Stadium uh, under the blistering sun in Mission Valley. Although I think these are going to be uh, night games. Um, yeah, uh, we Dylan, did you make the uh, the U.S. the Gold Cup match? I did not, actually. Uh, Wednesdays are the one day a week that I cannot leave work early because it's my one in-office day a week. So uh, the U.S. Soccer Federation really did me a solid by scheduling that at 4.30 on the one day a week that I cannot leave work early. Just just a really terrible uh, time for a kickoff, uh, especially on the West Coast. And um, the, I think you saw it a little bit in the attendance, at least early on. Um, of course, that was also impacted by the fact that we are in a blistering heat wave and the entire west side of Snapdragon Stadium was absolutely cooking in the sun. Um, I know that, you know, maybe people who go to a lot of Padres games, you know, they might understand that, hey, you know, some seats you're going to have the sunshine. Well, that's baseball. I'm talking about soccer where. Uh, the standard in the sport is to have um, cantilevered uh, shade covering over your your stands. You know, every every stadium, major stadium, and even minor stadiums have uh, shade for the fans. And um, this has been something that's been talked a lot about with Snapdragon and their ability to host soccer. Um, the university has really sold the stadium as a destination soccer venue. They got all of these uh, soccer things uh, coming through, not just home of the wave, but uh, obviously this Gold Cup match. They had um, the Mexican team play uh, a couple weeks ago. They have uh, these two friendlies coming up, the the Wrexham Man United friendly, and then the Loyal uh, taking on Borussia Dortmund. And 
I think I just saw today that Snapdragon is going to be hosting the uh, the women's final in um, the uh, NWSL. So lots of stuff coming up. And I think for me, uh, as I was um, absolutely baking and sweating uh, in my seat, uh, I was just like shaking my head like, you know, this is absolutely miserable. Like <laughs> This is a terrible... Uh, experience it was very difficult to enjoy the game especially during that first half um a lot of people just left their seats and went and stood in the shade um i don't know if either of you have been at snapdragon for day games but i'm interested in in your thoughts i went to the game against angel city like a month ago or so during the day and it was awful it was miserable um, I ended up finding a little bit of shade up in the second deck cutwater bar where I ended up texting all my friends and told them to come meet me there because I wasn't going to go sit in the sun again. Um, I have to say that I, while I think Snapdragon is like a really nice stadium, if it's not too hot out, I also feel as though it's like a it's a really good kind of microcosm of like the modern trend in american sports where it's like totally catered towards like the people in the luxury experiences and everybody else is kind of like you know do your best bring some sunscreen um because the luxury areas are really nice one of my friends um who shall remain nameless so that he doesn't get in trouble managed to sneak into the the luxury lounges when we were there and it was really 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 nice uh, but everywhere else is just like you know, a frying pan. So I don't well, know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I just have the wrong friends. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Sorry, I, hey, locals. He was not able to sneak me in. He got himself in. So it's not know. like I've got the right know. friends here. <laughs> well, somebody has the right friends. You can, you, you know, have your friends call my friends and um, my we'll, people we'll... will call your people. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it, it was just, you know, I don't want to complain about it too much, but it was just uh, a brutal and, and miserable fan experience. And I can't believe that, uh, you know, after them coming out and saying about MLS, like, well, all the games are going to be at night. Well, are they? Are they really? I'd just like to point out, too, that the giant middle finger that is to the wave, because that's just saying, like, we're going to get all the prime time slots and everybody's accepting it, and you can't do nothing about it. It's it's kind of... I, if I were the Wave front office, I'd be a little insulted by that assumption. Yeah, so that means what? Wave Wave fans get the, the, day, the, the daytime treatment so that MLS fans can uh, enjoy the cool uh, breezes of the evening? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you joke, but that's exactly what it means. Oh, man. Well, so we are going to be, um, well, a lot of us are going to be at Snapdragon, maybe some of us twice next week. Uh, Tuesday is the Wrexham friendly against Manchester United. Uh, Ronaldo and crew are going to, oh, I'm sorry. What, <laughs> he's uh, playing for the oil league in, in Saudi Arabia. Um, I don't know who they're bringing. Um, we were talking back whenever this game was announced when tickets went on sale, um, because the prices were a little crazy. Um, I think me personally and, and several other members of the locals, uh, just got the cheapest random ticket we could find with the intention of going to that cutwater lounge and, uh, watching the game from there. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I think Manchester United actually play a friendly the next day at SoFi Stadium, I want to say, in L.A., um, against either Chelsea or Roma or some other big European club. So that is to say they're not going to be playing their stars two days in a row in the preseason. And if they're not going to play them two days in a row, they're not going to play them against the League Two side. Let's be honest, because that's less of a moneymaker for them. So I, I don't want any Manchester United fans to be under the illusion that they're going to show up and like see all the big names. It's going to be like the U21 squad. Um, but those of us like myself who are big fans of Welcome to Wrexham, it might be fun. Hopefully we'll get to see the the Paul Mullins, the Ollie Palmers of the world. You know, when's season yeah. two coming out? I thought for sure this would coincide, this tour would coincide with the premiere of season two, but 
I haven't seen anything about when that's. I think season to... one dropped August of last year, so maybe it'll kind of coincide with the start of the new season to kind of rope in the attention at that time. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know uh, what to expect as far as the product on the field, but I think it'll just be a cool hang for uh, soccer fans in San Diego. And then two days later, Thursday, we're going to go back and do it all again. Uh, and under slightly different circumstances, we have a friendly against Borussia Dortmund, uh, big club from Germany. You may have heard of them. Christian Pulisic used to play there. Uh, Gio Reyna, is he, is he still there? He is, but I've uh, heard from he's sources that he's injured and will not be playing in that game. Still injured from the Nations League final. I have to say, the guy's, what, 2021, and he's already had large disruptions to his career via injury. I I have some concerns. I know this, this is not the lounge, so I won't dive in deeper, but... Well, we don't have a lounge tonight, so... Oh, well, I don't know. I just... I. I hope that Gio Reyna can find a long-lasting fitness because when a young guy like that has the injury troubles that he's had, you can't help but worry. Well, you know what I was thinking, and I I can't remember. I may have saw this on TikTok of all places, but um, we do have another player who can fill that role um, who is very promising. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Badugan, uh, very Balogun? Uh, yeah, Balogun. Fullerene or however you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were talking about having a center forward, somebody who can uh, score. I think, you know, we'll be fine. Um, we'll be fine either way. Yeah, definitely. But I, I just, I, you know, Gio Reyna is one of those players that's fun to watch, and I'd love to see him hit the highest potential he could. Um, and also, selfishly, I think I'd want him to be playing in this friendly against Loyal because that's easily the most marketable thing they could utilize. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little bummed to hear he's injured, but uh, I still hope that that game is well attended. I will be there. I'm bringing a bunch of people who will be in town. Um, I've told them that they're going to have to get crazy and sing with us. Uh, I know that banners are being prepared. Uh, maybe we can touch on that a little bit later. But uh, it should be a, a fantastic time. I'm really excited. So I think that's a good uh, chance to get into some of the uh, information for supporters, uh, because if you are bringing banners, uh, drums, I was contacted today. Um, the club is collecting uh, that information. So um, get in touch with your locals leadership. If you are bringing anything into the stadium uh, for like setup that you can't bring in through the regular doors. Um, All of that is being organized as we speak. So um, please get in touch with locals leadership and uh, let them know. And in addition to that um, leadership, uh, well, more specifically, Nick Duffy is uh, working on a banner for the Dortmund game. um, And he will be painting it. I believe this Sunday morning Um, I'm, hoping to be there i just have to clear a couple things on my schedule but if you're free and you want to get involved um tivo painting is a really fun way to do it that's how i started to get more involved and look at me now i'm obligated every tuesday so (laughs) but uh anyway tivo painting on on sunday i believe it is but clarify that in the discord with nick we can use all the help we can get so there are um, still tickets, still yes. tickets in section 138. Oh, plenty of tickets. Still. Tickets and available. People who would some, like to sit with us. Some freebies right, floating around in Discord as well. Yeah, so, yeah lots of, uh, you know, we're going to have full full drums, full uh, 109 experience in Snapdragon. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to um, fill a big building with our drums and our songs. Um, also, uh, a proper loyal locals Chavo's tailgate um, before the match, uh, something we're not allowed to do at uh, USD. Um, finally, a proper tailgate, which I think everyone is looking forward to. Yes. John, I, I know we have other uh, SG business to hit. Um I do want to mention real quick, I know the uh, Rocket League team was playing tonight. They have a chance to clinch 
their uh, regular season championship. I don't know what the results were tonight. Um, do we have an update? We have an update. They won. <laughs> there you go. Uh, undefeated. They, they won. Uh, yeah, un- undefeated for this. Well, uh, not the season. I don't well, think they they played best of three each night. They play best of three, so right. they've lost. I think one of those best of threes but every but they won the series um and they've won every every other the five other times were sweeps so as somebody who is technically part of this rocket league team but mostly is there as a like break glass in case of emergency extra player i can tell you that the format is it's best of five each week five you win Um, three you have to win three they're seven and oh after seven match weeks they have one more match week after this so it's possible they don't go undefeated however in their seven match weeks they've only played 22 games they're 21 and one in the 22 games they've played over seven match weeks that is domination so uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I I know that the, the streaming, the live stream is is iffy week to week, but um, it is a lot of fun to. I finally you know started watching some of these streams because um, my my kid is playing on the Rocket League thing, so I'm you know being that that parent, um, and it's actually a lot of fun. Um, pretty funny listening to the live commentary in the games. It's it's really fun. Yeah, it's a good also, time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say, in terms of the Supporters Gaming League, um, this season's almost over, and it is likely that we by the end we will get promoted into... Because we're in League 2 right now, so get promoted to League 1. And I know Kevin has posted a few times in Discord, and I'd really like to get a second team going. For League so 2 after, interested, after the promotion. Right, so they could have a team in each league and get more people involved who would like to play. And this means absolutely nothing to me, but I am going to find my notes here. Are you talking um, about the the levels of the opponents? The John? levels, yeah. I can, I can offer a little insight on that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, KJ, our captain, mentioned that in League 2, most of the players are uh, high gold to low platinum, which, if you don't play Rocket League, means absolutely nothing. But I will tell you, that on the bell curve of Rocket League dumb, high gold and low platinum are like nearing the peak, as in that's like your average Rocket League player. So if you are somebody who plays even casually like myself, um, you're going to be as good, if not better, than the average person playing in this Supporters Gaming League League 2. So please do not be bashful. I don't play a lot. I'm rusty as shit at my best. I'm a high platinum player and I'm better than a lot of these people in these leagues. And I'm not like trying to blow smoke up my ass here. I'm just trying to tell y'all that don't, don't be shy. Like come out, have fun. It's a great time. Um, and you meet some good people if nothing else. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, uh, I want to throw this out there. I mentioned to John before we went live. Um, if you made a pledge for uh, the uh, fundraiser last month, um, please pay your pay your bill. That's the uh, the pride raiser, right? And if you're someone like me, who I'll use my COVID as an excuse, but I absolutely do need to go back. I totally forgot about the email that came through. So when Andrew and I were having the conversation, I realized that I haven't paid my pledge yet. So I will be one of those people trying to take care of that tomorrow and get my pledge squared away. Um, I feel so if you like haven't, the... if you're like me and you haven't, please get in there and take care of your pledge. And remember, you can always change it and donate more if you would like. I feel like the reminder emails have not been coming through. I I only I was in the same boat as you guys. I kind of forgot and then remembered last week because somebody mentioned it to me. Um, but I remember, I recall in previous years, I feel like I got very noticeable reminder emails to like fulfill my pledge. But um, to your point, John, I actually went in um, because Loyal didn't score as many goals as I had hoped and pledged more, or rather donated more than my pledge dictated. Um, so yeah, you can always do that. All right, John, what else do we need to hit uh, as far as uh, SG 
going yeah drums. continue along with the the pride theme uh, we did have pride parade over the weekend uh did either of you participate because you know I, don't, I haven't left the house in more than a month, so I'm not participating in anything right now. So I hear either of you make the parade. I did not participate, uh, but my girlfriend and I went uh, with the intention of just kind of supporting the locals folks uh, and the loyal front office people and everybody who was there with the soccer group. Um, and then we ended up just kind of walking along the parade route, like along the, the viewer's side with uh, the locals people which was fun because we got to shout at them the whole time but it was great i honestly this was my first time going to the san diego pride parade just because between covid and travel in previous years i've never gotten an opportunity to go um it was just such a fun event full of like love and like acceptance and everybody just kind of like doing their thing and I really enjoyed it, and I fully intend to march in the loyal group next year. Um, the only reason I didn't this year is because I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it. And I know that they were theoretically limiting slots, but it sounds like pretty much anybody could have marched. Um, so yeah, it was a great time, and I strongly encourage if you don't even if you don't want to like march in the parade, like I didn't, I wasn't sure if I could this year. Uh, just go. It's such a great time. They shut down all the streets. Walking along the middle of University Ave is a lot of fun. Um, so it's just such a wonderful event. Uh, I had a really, really, really good time. And shout out to all the locals folks I saw out there. Um, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I've only been to two pride parades, um, mainly because since my kid plays soccer, uh, usually Saturdays are full. I don't get a lot of, uh, for whatever reason, even though it's the middle of July and there's not, uh, any, soccer leagues in season uh it always just turns out that we have uh, uh stuff to stuff to do and it's it's uh you know he's gonna go off to college eventually and then my week my weekends are gonna clear up quite nicely i think yeah it looked like they're from the pictures i saw uh quite a few people involved and everybody looked like they had a good time and i would even though i wasn't out there this year i would encourage if you haven't like dylan said if you get a chance, even just to go watch and hang out, it, it is an awesome event, um, full of love, as Dylan said, and and pretty cool uh, to get out there if you've never experienced it. Yeah, before. they had a, uh, I think it was a, was it Lockheed that had the the Predator drone uh, at Pride? <laughs> I did yeah. not see that, but I will say that the FBI had a float that um, definitely raised some eyebrows. So it's very funny uh the i went what year was it? it must have been 2019 the last one i went to and you know i knew i knew that these corporations would you know had a presence at pride and and but it, it never it never like doesn't like amaze me when you see like the cops <laughs> walking by uh, uh waving their their pride flags and it's like yeah i guess you know there was a, a movement um no cops at pride. I don't know if that made it to San Diego or not, but I definitely saw some of that. Um, but there were plenty of Rangers. Um, in fact, DHS made it an appearance. So, uh, they took it pretty seriously. It sounds like. <laughs> All right. Well, a couple other things as we're getting forward, are, are you guys getting we'll kind of tease it this way? Are you guys getting excited with the world cup coming up on Thursday? Very much so. Do you? Do either of you have any idea if there's plans for the U.S. game on Friday against Vietnam? I think it's what six o'clock kickoff. Thursday, I think for us. Oh, I could have sworn it was Friday. I, I know the, I, the think usual... it, I think it is Friday in where where is their first game in New Zealand? But I think it's Thursday for us. I think it's six o'clock our time. I hate time zones so much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna double check on that after the game or after this this podcast, rather. But do either of you know if whatever night or time, if there's like events going on or? I've seen some stuff on socials. O'Brien, of course, O'Brien obviously will be okay, the San sure. Diego Outlaws, but the Sirens, I think, are having a place or the way one of them. Somebody's doing something at Fair Play. I know there's another place also going on that's either the supporter group or i did see I an article which in, the, which. in the ut today that had a, a guide about where to go and watch the world cup um i remember last uh fall when they were looking for men's world cup spots i connected them to all of the right people so i'm pretty sure 
Abby and her folks at the paper uh, knew who to call. Um, so their list should be pretty trustworthy. Okay, so I just wanted to say I don't want to cause confusion amongst our viewership here, all two people watching. Um, <laughs> it, According to USsoccer.com, the USA versus Vietnam game one of the group stage is July 21st, so Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Okay. So it is Friday at 6 o'clock. Um, that's as much for my own sake as anybody else. It's being played in Auckland, New Zealand. I believe our uh, Rocket League captain will actually be there. Though I don't know oh, wow. for him. I know he's going to the World Cup. I don't know if he'll be at he, that one He is game. going, yeah. Yeah. So along those lines, if you haven't seen, Shannon McMillan through uh, the USL Super League is doing a newsletter throughout the World Cup. So if you were not aware of that, you could go to the USL website and click on the link and subscribe and get Shannon Mack's newsletter delivered to your inbox for the world throughout the, the entire World Cup to get her her perspective on what's going on. Well, uh, let me just throw this out to the crowd. It just, it just came out, it came into my head. Um, better pundit, Landon Donovan or Shannon McMillan? Go. Mm. I don't feel like I'm allowed to answer this question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Shannon. I'm probably going to go Shannon as well. I, I, I don't love her color commentary, but Landon just says stuff sometimes where I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know the, I think I'm most familiar with the, the color commentary as well. Um, as far as entertainment value goes, um, I, I, I'm always uh, just very entertained when, when Landon um, does <laughs> show up on, on these broadcasts. <laughs> I will say, unfortunately, and this is no fault of Landon's, but he often shows up alongside Alexi Lawless, which means I am not able to enjoy anything that happens. So I'm a little biased there. Yeah, speaking of uh, broadcasts, I did find the uh, supposed release date for season two of Welcome to Wrexham, which should be August 24th, should be the first episode. That'll Spoilers. Be well after their uh, they they started. they win yeah. promotion. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Damn it, Andrew! <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> sorry, 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 y'all. Oh actually, yeah, and I've got I've actually got another spoiler for you uh, uh, for Oppenheimer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the bomb explodes. <laughs> so, sorry. Or, you know, as someone who does video, I am. I am very interested to see how they play out this season because, frankly, there there can't be very many people who don't know the outcome as they're watching it. So with some of the key games they had, especially that one against Knotts County at the end, I'm, I'm really I'm interested to see how they portray those pivotal moments of the season and how that comes out. So um I'll be, I'll be, I watched the first season. I did not think it was as good. I enjoyed it, certainly. And a lot well, of I aspects. Think season two is when they really start implementing the Dennis method. <laughs> well, yeah. I, uh, I, there was, there was a little too much Ryan and Rob for me in yeah. like a couple of those filler episodes. I think it was filmed during the pandemic. Really about during like, yeah. the team. I, I think you're right, John, that from the perspective of somebody who's already aware of the European soccer culture, the United Kingdom soccer culture, and like what that pyramid looks like, I, I kind of agree it was a lot of Robin Ryan. Though I didn't think it was too much. I thought it was a lot. Uh, but I, I do you think... You, can get, you can't get enough Ryan Reynolds. Come on. Come on. I, I, eh. Anyway. <laughs> I'd watch him read a book. I think that for the the average American viewer who is maybe a sports fan but not a soccer fan or not really a sports fan, they did a wonderful job of capturing what it means to be a club with the potential of growth in the European system, right? And so 
I, we've talked about this, maybe not on this podcast, maybe it was between you and I, but I unironically think that Wrexham, the show Welcome to Wrexham, has done more for the pro-rel conversation in America than like most things that have happened in the past, because it just fundamentally introduced a lot of people to the idea that would have never heard of it before. And I'm not trying to say that like, you know, Ryan Reynolds is to thank for pro-rel. I just, it's, it's another facet in that conversation. Uh, but anyway, to circle back, I agree with a lot of Robin Ryan and I'd love to see season two, maybe not have that focus, but I do genuinely appreciate the attention they've brought to another way of doing the whole sports thing. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't so much too much Ryan and Rob. I mean, I, they're integral to the story. I mean, they need to be there. It was the, frankly, the two episodes that were just, they were like filler episodes. They just, they, they didn't really tell the Wrexham story or anything. I, I wish they would have just cut the season, you know, two episodes shorter. Like they had a required number of episodes they had to fill and they, or they weren't ready for some of their other ones or something in the editing process. And they, they clearly threw a couple of episodes together that were just kind of filler episodes. I, I hope this time around they, they stick more to the story, the, the whole story, which includes the ownership all the way through to the community. No, so, it was great whenever I, I uh, stick to that. When uh, Rob was trying to talk Ryan in the spring for the, the striker, like, we gotta, right. hey, we got to <laughs> do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also a much better soccer show than uh, Ted Lasso, which is uh, thankfully gone now. I. I'm not going to wade into this conversation because <laughs> I'm not trying to make people angry. Are, are you a Ted Lasso hater too, Dylan? I'm not a Ted Lasso hater, but I I really, really enjoyed season one. I thought season two was not as good as season one. Uh, and season three, I think, is a really good example of what happens when writers don't have a coherent idea of what they want to do or what they need to do. Um, I think that season three of Ted Lasso is a really good example of how not to wrap up a story. So am I a hater? No. Uh, do I think it's as good as it could have been? Also? No. Yeah. Season one through three are really like a case study and writing two dimensional characters. If anybody. Wants if you to want write. to find a hater, there's <laughs> one in this group of three and I'm not going to name names. <laughs> <laughs> all right john is that all the uh sg business we we have to hit did we uh i, 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 write it, I have a question for i have a question for dylan um and i frankly again my covid adult brain I, I forget to do things at different times so one of the things i forgot to follow up on so dylan maybe you could help is way back when there was supposed to be i think this upcoming weekend like a season ticket member barbecue or something but i have not seen or heard i haven't seen it in emails do you know anything about anything yeah. along those lines yeah so that's happening this saturday uh july 22nd they've been sending emails about rsvping um i'm a little concerned that you've missed those john I, they've been sending quite a few of them i would check your spam filter maybe um yeah. Oh, well, that goes out to everybody, actually. everything else with the oil. Yeah, so double check for those. Um, definitely RSVP. This is not like the viewing party Eventbrite RSVPs where it's like, oh, you know, just casually RSVP and then or don't and show up. Like, if you don't RSVP to this, you're not going to be able to go. And it's only for season ticket members. You don't get any plus ones. So make sure to find those RSVP links. Uh, that's important. But yes, that is this Saturday, the 22nd. Yeah, they sent an email yesterday. I'm seeing that now. I ought to check it. Right. Famously, I don't check my email. I mean, I'll yeah, check me mine, either. but I mean, it's not like I'm going. I, I got I got weeks to go before I'm going to be doing anything. So, Well, we can FaceTime you in if you'd like. Ah, there we go. All right. Well, all right. I, um, I believe that's all the all the news. Okay. Um, well, uh, it's uh, no lounge this week, so um, this uh, show is all you're getting from us. I know everybody's real sad about that. Um, please, if you are a member of the locals, uh, check the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, uh, check your membership confirmation email. There should be a link for that in there. Uh, 
that is where you will get the latest information and any uh, questions you might have about what's coming up. Uh, Tifo painting, the Dortmund match, um, the best way to get in touch with members of leadership and to find out what's going on is to be in the Discord. So uh, that's why we talk about it all the time on this podcast. We bring it up every episode because you need to be in there. Um, Dylan, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter is still the best place at dwill94. That's d w i l nine four. Um, seems like Threads isn't gonna do it. It turns out so. Twitter is still the thing for the time being. Um, and also the Discord. Well, you don't like uh, you don't like uh, stuffed crustacey on on Threads. No, I I di- I have actually not downloaded Threads, but I did see that you tweeted that screenshot, and that was when I felt very validated in my decision. You know what? It might actually be good marketing because I have not been able to get stuffed crustacey out of my head. I'm actually going to ask you to stop saying that so that I don't go four days. It sounds even worse than it. No, I just, the more you think about it, the worse it gets. Um, But I did also want to say that uh, Max and I are still working on some scheduling just because this week's been a little tough for both of us. But um, we are planning to do kind of a broader mid-season review show for Bums Breakdown uh, that will come out hopefully later this week, maybe this weekend since we have um, the weekend off games-wise. But I, yeah, you know, that should be a lot of fun. I'm hoping we'll be able to do something a little different for that. Um, But also, you know, I don't know, John, with, the Dortmund, or not Dortmund, the Wrexham game next Tuesday, are we going to even have the regular pod next week? Uh, that's a good question. We may have to talk about that, or, because are you going the Wrexham match? Yeah, I'll be there. It's the social yeah. event of the season. We can do a live right. pod from the Wrexham match. I'm down, yeah, let me know. I'm into it. <laughs> could, I will could do have that. A, a early, a drink, free game. So. Could do just a maybe a special show, maybe not our, our regular one, but a special one pre-game. For for a few minutes, All right, I'll I'll talk to you guys a little bit off air. Otherwise, connectivity will... might not be the best in the stadium because of all the people that are there on their phones. That's true. Otherwise, I I will put the call out right now for anybody who's listening. This is your opportunity because I will be available to do the show next week. If you have always wanted to jump on and help host the pod at any time, please contact me and uh, let's talk about getting you on the show. I have a couple people. Uh, that we've been trying to get on, so I might see if they're available, but chances are they're probably going to be at the match as well. So uh, we'll play it by ear on whether we're actually going to have a Loyal Locals podcast next week because of the Wrexham match. So just uh, keep an eye out on Discord and on the socials. And um, if we can work it out, we will have one. Otherwise, we'll see you in a couple weeks with the show. All right. Um, Yep. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll be back uh, eventually.